Hey, everyone. Welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany Blackman, and it's so great to talk to you today. Oh, my goodness. So where we are now in Texas, we, I don't know if we're finished with the snowpocalypse or not, but we are, we're at, I think we're in the melting process, but it's probably going to start over. However, we've been out of studio for a minute. We didn't miss a week. However, I am here and brought back a fabulous guest and a fabulous friend. You met Lynn Winter on my show, episode 25, The Art of Juggling It All. And Lynn and I were drawing correlations in our life. We're sorority sisters. I'm much older, but we both went to TCU, sorority sisters. But I want you all to talk to, and if you haven't met her, Lynn Winter. Hi, Tiffany. How are you? I'm good. I'm cold, but I'm good. Oh my gosh, it's cold. I know. I think we are on the melting end of everything, but I man, hope so. Oh my goodness. It's, it's, it's been a year and it's only February. I know it. You know, I asked someone the other day, I'm like, are we still in 2020? I know. I mean, seriously. Yeah, it's like the memes that were like, you know, 2020, it says this, and then it's like 2021, the year hell froze over or something like that. And I was like, "Mm, it's very apropos because- It is. It is. It's enough. We got it. We've got it. So we're going to be good. I know. I know. (laughs) We're going to be good. So I brought Lynn in and you were here again, episode number 25, and we're on 61 now. So please go back and listen and you will learn all about what Lynn has done in her life and her career. And Lynn, you are an attorney civil rights attorney. Is that correct? Yes. I work for the city of Fort Worth and I mainly do civil rights for the city. Yeah. And went to TCU, law school at Texas Tech. Mm -hmm. She's a mommy. She is a wife. And she has been, so E is four? No, she will be six. What? I know. Okay, wait, I met her, met you when she was four then. Yes. Yeah. Oh dear. Okay. Whoa. So when you, yeah. When you met her and me, yeah, she was only four. She hadn't turned five. Oh my goodness. It's crazy. Six. Okay. So Mm -hmm. you have only child and you have been going through COVID and had her at home and you are a career woman and your husband is a career guy that has worked out of the house the entire time, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's been a little chaotic in it's, our lives. Right. Yeah. But you know, we're hanging in there. You are. You yeah. are. And you're, are you still working from home? Yeah. We are still a hundred percent remote. We can go into the office if we need to, um, if to print things or if we need like a quiet place or if we have something, but we're a hundred percent remote still. Oh, yeah. Gosh, girl. No, it's, it's funny because it's been nice. Um, I admit to like just walking upstairs to go to work every day and having a window. <laughs> so I don't have one at city hall. Um, but then again, it's really hard to compartmentalize. There's no differentiation between work Mm-mm. and home because it's physically is the same place. So it's been a big mental shift for not only myself, but obviously my family as well, because they're so used to my work being outside of our home and not in it. Right. So that's been a little bit of a shift, but we're hanging in there. We're kind of used to it now. Now it's kind of our new normal. It is a new normal. Mm-hmm. It is. And I'm hoping we swing back and, and go to a better than ever normal. That's my, yeah. that's my mantra. Or so to speak, I don't know if it's the world's mantra. It, it sounds, it's for me too. And I, I realize, like, I keep thinking, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to go back to the office a hundred percent the uh-huh. way I used to, because I have gotten very used to 
dropping my daughter off at school every day, picking her up every single day and seeing her um, during what I like to call regular hours versus just rushing out the door to get her to school and me to work and then not seeing her until I get home, Mm -hmm. you know, from the office, which, you know, around six. And then it's just that limit limited time versus now we get to do a little bit more together. And I just get to like see her as a, as a person rather than just like, you know, go here, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. So it'll be real hard to go back and not have the luxury of getting to kind of have the best of both worlds of like the stay at home mom, but also the working mom. So where do you think that the industry's going? Because when, as a career, when I graduated TCU, then went to grad school, I, I then it was a nine to five or eight to five or whatever the case, you take an hour for lunch, yeah. clock out, you clock in. However, you're the corporation that you worked. And if you wanted to work from home, it really wasn't an option because the accountability of being there, they needed to physically see you. Yeah. So um, where do you think the industry is going? Have we proven that we can do it? Because we are, I mean, we should, right? I definitely think that we have. I know, for instance, my office um, our upper management um, are a little bit older, obviously, than I am. And they came from that field where mm-hmm. you were in the office in appearance time almost accounted for as much as what you were actually doing. It's like, if you're there and we see you, then you're working Um, and you could be doing nothing, um, but they could see you. And being in the office was so important. And I think by realizing that when you are forced to work remote and to um, trust that, you know, your um, people are doing what they're supposed to do, it's changed their mindset. And I think they were real hesitant at first because they're like, oh, well, you've got kids at home and this, and how will you respond to emails? Will you be able to do all this? And I think they've shown that we've actually worked more being at home by the virtue of the fact that we don't have to get up and go to the office and, you know, then rush home to do things. You know, if I need to go pick up from, you know, Evelyn from school, I can run, I can go do that. I'm back in 20 minutes. Meanwhile, what that's allowed me to do is kind of take a brain break, a reset, and I come back and I know I have another, you know, three or four hours that I'm going to be really, really focused versus at the office, you know, I don't have that luxury. So what happens is I just start like, you know, I tune out or I walk around or I spend, you know, 45 minutes talking to somebody about something. Talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Right. And versus just getting out of the house for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't lose my productivity the same as just, you know, wandering around that like water cooler talk, so to speak. So exactly. Really, I think a lot of people, a lot of people have worked more and probably have worked more efficiently because of the fact that they have to be super diligent with their time because there's so many other things pulling on. Oh yeah. And there's so many distractions. There are. And so I'm hoping that what that has shown the workforce is that you can be just as productive and perhaps maybe even more with people working remotely. Um, And it will change the face of, you know, business in general. And I think hopefully for working women as well, because I think we were the ones most affected by it. I think a lot of women in general, when they had careers, were most likely not to go back to work after having children because of the pools on their time or taking long breaks from their career, or they're the ones that were out of the office more because of doctor's appointments and sick kids. Well, you know, Evelyn got sick during this time. I didn't have to take off because I could be home with her, but continue working, you know, on my couch with my laptop on my lap, you know, with a little sick kid next to me. And I didn't lose any of that. And so I'm hoping it is changing the face and of business and really that work-life balance that women can do both of them and do them well. 
What's my hope? You know, in work-life balance, that is absolutely right because I I do think that companies also are, I mean, and I, 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 I hate this for real estate, but you cannot have the office space that you... Exactly. And I think that that has been something a lot of people have seen too. I have a really good friend um, and she works in marketing for Michael's Corporation. Well, they gave up their big giant office building that they had because they weren't there and they realized they could downsize and some people could be permanently remote. And so what that did is you're not spending so much money on real estate and stuff that allows you to increase your wages for people. It allows Mm -hmm. you to give them better equipment and stuff to equip them in their homes to be able to work and to also create a better work life, you know, kind of alignment and integration. And it makes for a better employee because they're more satisfied. And so I think we've seen a lot of big companies get rid of buildings and downsize as far as real estate goes, but give their employees other incentives to continue to work and be comfortable in their workplace. So. That's great. Mm-hmm. I love hearing that. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, it's work life and there's, there's just so many, there's so many opinions, of course. So. Oh, of course. So I had you on here because I follow you and on Instagram. And if you do not follow Lynn, you are, <laughs> what is your Instagram? Um, It's Lynn M. Winter. Lynn M. Winter. So follow Lynn because you give so many life tips throughout your Instagram feed. And um, I, I, I've copied many down, but I brought you in because Lynn, I have so many planners. And <laughs> I, I, I know, I know. And I'm 56. You're a planner addict. I'm a planner oh. addict, but I'm not planned. So, mm-hmm. so I was asking, um, right now we have uh, come as some of Kennedy's sorority sisters staying with us because their houses are flooded or they don't have heat or water, but um, they, how they, I see them all electronically. And I have tried since Kennedy was a freshman in high school. Oh gosh, 20, 2013 or something to really try and get planned electronically. Mm-hmm. And it's, I just, it's I, hard. I can't, I can't, I'm not going to say I can't because I, right. I mean, if, if I go to a, a doctor's office and I put it in my calendar and it shows up on my phone, I'm golden. But I, my, first of all, I don't like seeing it. I do like the beautiful colors, you know, yes. I do like that, mm-hmm. but I need to write it down. So my ex-husband told me one time, he goes, you're going to lose your planner and I've lost many and I'm screwed. But <laughs> Cause uh, your life is in it. Yes. Uh-huh. My life is in it, but I have one. It's pretty. And I'm not going to say the name of the vendor, but it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. And I, so now I have three planners, which oh. is insane. Yeah. And I have every color of sticky notes. So my point people is I brought Lynn in because first of all, she has life in motion podcast. She's, t- she has the most fabulous guest on and she has the life in motion priority planners. Yeah. And you're selling those now. I am. And so it's funny. And it's, your problem is exactly the problem I had. So I had, I love that. Word. Had, yeah. I love a paper planner and I love it for two reasons. One, I like the having something physical with me because I'm not necessarily always where I've got something digital with me, right? Maybe my phone is not there or I'm in a meeting or something and it doesn't look real good for me to go, let me pick up my phone and check out my, you know, my planner. All the people are getting used to it. But, um, so that's one reason. Number two, 
um, research shows that you are 85% more likely to remember something when you write it down. It's the same thing for note taking, physical note taking, like in classes and, or even in, you know, like when I was in law school is a better way to do it because there is that direct connection between your hand to your brain. So it's it, the synapses in your brain and everything. When you are writing it down, you are more likely to remember it versus typing it. It's a different, um, tactile kinesthetic type thing to type. It is a little bit better, but the physical act of writing something down, mm-hmm. you're more likely it's 80, I think 83, 85, something at percent more Huge. likely to remember it than simply by putting it in, you know, like in a digital planner or, you know, typing something in it's something about that act of writing, um, with hand to your brain that really, um, reinforces that in your head. And so it goes for anything written, not just like your calendar, but like note-taking. Um, that's why Mm -hmm. I still do a paper grocery list, you know, that kind of stuff. It's all, you know, I'm, if it is truly, truly important to me, I write it down or I need the paper. So I'm a lawyer and, uh, you know, law firms have started to move to, um, digital, everything, digital files, everything's digital and they're moving away from paper and printing everything. I mean, we file everything electronically in the courts and everything now, but when I'm really working on something important, I print out everything so I can mark it, write on it, highlight it, tab it because it is, again, it's that tactile kinesthetic thing of touching, feeling, writing that reinforces it in your brain versus just seeing it on a screen, whether it's a case or, you know, an opposing party's brief or even my own stuff um, versus seeing whatever it is on paper and being able to touch it, feel it and manipulate it manually. It's, um, it is, it's research proven Proven. that it's more, mm -hmm, it's a better way. The girls were telling me that these are seniors at TCU. They were telling me the same thing. Like it's, you know, it's proven, don't know the stats on it, but ask her about that. They had all these questions for you. And, um, when I was in, once upon a time, people, when I was in high school. Back- wasn't that long ago. <laughs> well, so serious, seriously. So let me tell you how long ago. So did you take shorthand? Yeah. I did. did? I was one of, yeah. We also still, so I, <gasps> I did shorthand. I was probably like one of the last years and we, we still did keyboarding on an actual like typewriter. Yes, too, ma'am. With, like the corrective. Yeah. Tape. The, like the classes after me, they took keyboarding like on a computer and I'm like, you don't know what you're doing. No, 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 no. And my, my daughter is fascinated because I can st- sit and talk to her and type. Yeah. I mean, so now she's typed so much that I think she's got but it. They hunt a semi S colon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like learning the. Yeah. They do, and um, I'm sorry. Oh, so yeah. you have home keys where your hands go, and I took shorthand and then typing because I think they thought all women were going to be secretaries. Right. Right. Because that's just what we were going to be so good at. That ain't it, Chief. No. So, no. Mm. So so seriously. So I and so I you know it's one of those things. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't, that wasn't my career of being right. a secretary, but, um, or an assistant, but seriously, that, that happens. So my point is mm-hmm. that happens so naturally to me. Yep. How am I going to remember what I'm writing down? I don't even remember, you know, like, so I'm typing so fast is what I'm saying. Yeah. So writing it, it takes me time. It does. So you have to slow down because you have to think about what it's that from the brain down to the hand versus from the hand back up to the brain versus typing. It's not an active, uh, your brain isn't actively doing it. You're, it's just your fingers kind of going and mm-hmm. doesn't have to create the letters and all of that. Um, it, that's why my mom, for instance, my 
my mom was a, you know, a secretary for a long time. And to this day, um, she takes meeting notes. She's a city secretary. She doesn't buy shorthand by hand because wow. she says they're more accurate and she can remember them better than by sitting there and typing them. Isn't that and so amazing? She ta- I mean, I, I love watching. I love it's, the way it's an art. It is. It is. And she taught it to me. And so I do it when I was in law school, heaven forbid, if I didn't know how to do it, I would never have survived. Um, because I could not type notes, but I took notes in school, partially by shorthand, partially by my own little shorthand. Um, and people always laughed at me because I had notebooks full of notes and I was like, yes, but my grades are better than yours. Yes, exactly. So, (laughs) yeah. 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 So if you're not familiar with shorthand, Google it. Mm -hmm. And I have forgotten through the years. I I noticed myself, I'll read my notes. Oh my gosh. That That is some dinosaur brain there coming out. (laughs) Yes, for sure. For sure. So, okay. So back to to a lot of people's issue. I am, I am organized OCD in my home. Like my home is, everything is in its place. And if it's not, I'm like, Hey, it's a, you're, you're, you are tidy organized. Everything has its place and a place for everything as far as like stuff. And that's a sickness too. I mean, (laughs) that's an illness, but you know what I mean? We can deal with that on another episode. That's on another episode. (laughs) Exactly. But seriously, if something's out of place, so you would, it's just not cool for me. It's, mm-hmm. it really does. It bothers you. It bothers me. Yeah. So that is, there's that. But then you would think when you get to my desk and the multiple planners, they're all beautiful. Um, the multiple planners, the number of sticky notes, because yellow means this, and at least I've got that, but I'm, I'm slightly embarrassed to admit this, but I, what, what do you do with me? I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> now I'm going to have four planners or five because I'm going to get yours. Yeah. So the thing, what I always tell people is you need to figure out before you ever buy a planner or decide on some sort of life planning, you know, strategy, what are your needs? Like, what is your life? So for instance, for me, I have my career life, my lawyer life and my work there, right? And it has to almost exist in its own calendar because it it depends on other people. Then I have, you know, all of my side business stuff, the stuff that I do on my own for my business and, you know, my speaking and my own planner business and said, and then we have our family stuff. And so I needed something that works across all three of those things. And so if you don't even know what it is that you need, you're going to just start search for planners and planners and planners. Um, because you're just like, Oh, well, this will kind of work. And you try to make it work. And that's where people go wrong instead of just saying, okay, what is it that I need? And if that doesn't exist already, I can make it myself or right. I can find templates or I can do something for it. Um, and so really my planner was born out of necessity. I found like you that I would find a planner that kind of fit. It had some of the things I needed. And so I was like, well, this will work and it's good enough, but it really didn't. So I never kept up with it. Right. So it was making sure that I had only the stuff that I needed in a planner. So a lot of times planners comes with things that we'll never use. I don't need the calendar where I can write down everybody's birthdays or plan, you know, different, all this other stuff that it gets in the way. I don't use it. It's too much. And and for me, the way I work, the method to my madness is very much born out of time blocking. And so I need to see the hours in there in the day. So I know what I'm doing, um, and where it fits into an actual time block for me and a lot of, yeah. And so a lot of calendars or planners, um, don't necessarily have your 
to do the hourly thing, or if they're an hourly thing, then they're a daily planner. And I don't need necessarily one for every single day. I mean, so it's those kind of things. So for people, I always say when I start, I my favorite thing to do with um, clients that I work with one-on-one is to do a calendar audit. And I sit down and I was like, okay, show me your planner, show me whatever you use, whatever your method is, but let's sit down and write down every single thing that you have to do in a week. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, no, literally everything that you do that requires your time, we're going to write it down. Wow. Yeah. And so I start with that premise of, you know, everything that, you know, we write down and and people, and so they start writing stuff down and and it's the big stuff. It's, I drop, you know, the kids off here and then I do this and I have to do this appointment. I'm like, no, I'm asking you for everything that you do. So, um, when do you go to the grocery store? When did you write the list for the grocery store? When did you take out the trash? When do you do the, like everything that you do, write it down. And if you do it at a specific time or on a specific day, or if it's not, you write it to write it down. And what that forces somebody to do is go, holy bejesus, no wonder I have no time. Look at all the stuff that takes up my time. And then we're able to say, okay, well, now let's look at these things. And what are the things that you have to do? Only you can do. So those are, and I have a priority matrix. It's those are... I have to do them and they need to get done now. I'm the only person who can do them, right? Those are the things you keep. Then there are the things that are important. I'm probably the only person who can do them, but I don't have to do them right now. So those are things you can plan out to do. And then you have these other tasks. The These things need to get done, but I'm not the only person who, who can do them so I can delegate them. Somebody else can do this, that, or another. And then you end up with the tasks of, why on earth are we even doing this? And you can delete them off your schedule. So when you start from that premise of here's every single task I do from the time I wake up in the morning until I go to bed and you write it down and you really start to look at what is eating up your time and you can sit down and prioritize it, that's when you start to get your time back. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's fascinating because I haven't thought of it that way Mm -hmm. because I'm not, you know what? I think I am a time block because on my little tiny squares on my planner, like I'll try to figure out, okay, I have a 9 a.m., then I have a 5, and I don't want the 5 at the top, 5 p.m. So it it is that time block thing. But um, that makes sense because it's, but then what about, the little life curveballs. Actually, you said that on you. Yeah. Like, what if, what, so, hey, hey. Right. Hey. So then, so what I do is I, I say, okay, so then in your, in your life, I try to plan a, a week, a week at a time. Because a lot of times things that we know we have to do, like I know, you know, every Wednesday, Evelyn has ballet at 415 and she has this. So I start from the premise of you plan out your week with the things, your non-negotiables, right? Those are the things that have to get done. Only you can do them. Um, and they they are like, I work from the hours of, you know, eight, depends, but, you know, mm-hmm. 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., right? So during those hours, I really can't schedule a bunch of other stuff because that has to be when I'm dedicated to work. But there are other things too, like my workouts, non-negotiable. Sure. So they go on my calendar every single time when I work out. And people think, well, that's just 
And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not negotiable for you. You get to decide what your must do's and must haves are in your life. It's not other people. It's not, oh, okay. I think I might have time. Um, honey, would it be okay if I just take 60 minutes and I run up and I go do a bar workout real quick? Like, no, you say I do my bar workout every Wednesday and it becomes a part of your life, your job. And so when you start to plan out that way, then all that other time in between, that's your free time. That's the time you have to decide how you want to spend our most precious commodity. And that is time. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing. Our love, our capacity to love and care is infinite, right? But our time, we know we have exactly 24 hours in a day. And how many of those 24 hours we're going to get, we don't know. Right. So be strategic and be stingy with your time. That's mm-hmm. what I tell people. Um, Only spend time on things that our priorities to you. And so people ask me, say, well, how do you decide what to do with your other time? I said, well, you need to know what your priorities are. And so that's where it starts. So we go from here's all the time, your non-negotiable time, and then here's your free time. What fills up your free time? Well, what are your priorities? You should have, you probably have about three to five true priorities in life. And they're kind of these broader things and they change and they'll ebb and flow in the cycles of our life. But that's how I'm able to do everything that I do is because if it does not fit within my priorities, it is a hell no. Because if it is not a heck yeah, it's not. It's a hell no. It doesn't fit there. Right. So for me, you know, right now, I can tell you my priorities are um, quality time with my husband. It is quality time with Evelyn, my health and fitness, and foraging meaningful relationships with other strong women. Yes. Those are my four priorities right now. Were those the priorities last year? No. No. Right. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they, they're different and they ebb and flow. So it's easy if someone comes and says, for instance, you know, Lynn, I would love to have you on the podcast. Okay, well, let's go see where those fit. Well, it's not about quality time. Will it take away from quality time with, yes. with my husband or that? No, I can schedule it in. What about Evelyn? No, it's okay. You know, I have, but, oh, it builds meaningful relationships with other women. That's and that's right. important to me. It's one of my priorities. So it was an easy yes. Right. And so- it kind of, that's how everything works. When people approach me and asks me, ask me to do things, um, I look at it and go, well, does it align with one of these priorities or does it take away from one of these? And if it doesn't work, then you can politely say, thank you so much for this. But right now it is just not, it is not within, you know, in my priorities and that's setting boundaries for yourself. That's right. You know what, Lynn, I think we might've touched on this a little bit. Yeah. I think you and I both, and I'm trying so hard to break this mold, but I'm in a new career. I've always had a career, but a new career is trying not to say yes so much. I'm really, really trying. And I don't, I'm so sorry. I mean, I mean, I'd say that and I'm embarrassed, but because I want to say yes to everything, but I mean, there's just, the curveballs right now are just insane. And I think that's what people need to realize is when you have given out all of your yeses, Mm -hmm. you don't leave any time for, you know, snowpocalypse to happen where everything has to stop. And now, oh, well, I have to get this done and this done and this done because I've already said yes to these people. But, you know, my power's out or my pipes are leaking and I, I can't even help my neighbor that I'd really like to do because I've already said yes to all these other things. Exactly. That I don't necessarily even love. 
I do. And women, we are so bad at this. We say yes out of a sense of loyalty. Yes. Right? We will say yes to the happy hour with our girlfriends because we've always done it. We feel bad if we say no. Right. Um, or, you know, we people ask at our school for the kids, can you bring 27 cupcakes that are purple, that are gluten free, that are this? And you're just like, sure. sure. Right. When you're like, oh. And so, when we start realizing that it is okay to say no, right? you you have to be okay with that. And so I, people ask me like, well, Lynn, how do you say no? I'm like, oh, you can graciously say no here. Let me tell you how. First of all, if you are, if it is not in your wheelhouse or you don't want to do it, you probably know somebody who is dying to get to make the purple gluten-free cupcakes for, you know, the PTA. And you can say, you know what, that I would, I would love to, but you know what, Susie's mom, mm-hmm. she is a really good baker. And I, why don't you ask her? I know she's been dying to be able to contribute something. Um, or if you get asked to be on the 100th committee or that you've been asked for, you know, that happens to me. And I'd say, you know what, I love what you're doing and I want to continue to support you, but I know that so-and-so has really, um, has more time and would love to serve you in this capacity because I know that even if I say, if I say yes, I'm not truly going to be able to give you what you need. So you find these ways and people, you'd be amazed that people go, oh, well, thank you so much. So what does that do? That gives somebody else an opportunity that may never get it because you're always the one who gets asked and you Mm -hmm. just say yes. Because they Uh, know you'll do it. Because they know you'll do it, right? Mm -hmm. But then you also take back your boundaries in your time because people start asking you to do stuff because they know you'll say yes. And so then you start, you know, you're you're their yes person. You're like, but that's not really what I'm really good at. And you've limited yourself. So you have to create those boundaries and um, be okay to say this is just not a good thing for me to take on right now. Right. Um, and, and then to respect your boundaries or to say, you know, if they want you to do something, say, I cannot do that today, but if it can wait until next Tuesday at noon, I've got some time. If it can, I'm happy to do it then. Right. And what happens? People go, oh, well, never mind, And they find somebody else. Sure. Right. Um, and, and so it's just creating boundaries around your priorities with this whole mentality of your time is precious. Right. And that's how I, I go about planning everything. And so I start every Sunday, I brain dump and I write down everything in my mind that I think needs to get done this week. Um, whether, and it's ridiculous, some of the stuff that pops into my head, you know, it's like, for the other day, I'm writing down a list and I, and I was like, Evelyn's birthday present. Well, her birthday's not until April, right? But you know, it just pops into your head. So, you know, I write down, you know, all these things and then it either gets, and, and the, the problem is a lot of people make to-do lists or post-it notes of things to do, right? To do. But here's what happens. You don't ever do anything with those, right? My list goes from that list directly into my planner. It is scheduled. It's on that list. And if it's something that needs to get done, I take that and I automatically schedule a time to do it. So what does that do? One, that ensures that it's going to pop up somewhere under your plant. You go, oh, I need to do blah, 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 blah. And it allows you to take it out of your brain because to-do lists, what happens, we all have them and you start marking things off, Mm -hmm, which feels good. It does feel good, right? But you get to mark (laughs) all of those things off in one fell swoop because you take it and you you right then and there, you calendar when you're going to do it. And so what that does is it gets that to-do list out of your way because to-do lists get lost. They get crumpled up and they never get finished. Things fall off of them, right? But if you've taken everything that's on that list and you've scheduled it in there, you're going to open up your planner and go, oh, I know what I'm doing today. And you know what, Lynn? I found a, um, 
I just found like five lists from a week or no, right. no, 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 a month ago. Yeah. I'm going, I didn't even do that crap. Right, right. Okay, uh-huh. let, can I see your planner? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is it's, blank. It's, it's beautiful. It's not my actual, it smells it, good, too. There's nothing I am scheduled in this one. Okay, um, so these are, I, I, I want you to go to her. <laughs> I want you to look at, she's going to give you the information. Yeah. So it is, it is time block. So, mm-hmm. and it's pretty. I, I love know, that. I know. So it is time block. So you it take is. it and put it in this list. So mine are tiny little squares. Right. And that I have too much crap to do during the day to put all that in a right. one by one square. Right, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, it has a month in it, right? You get your month is in here. Um, oh, okay. So I you have that. your month, right? Yes. But your month is really, is not where you put all your, your from, in my month stuff, I would have been nice if I brought my own one, but I didn't. I brought blank ones. My month stuff just has like Evelyn's birthday, big things, out of town, big, big sure. events. They're not the little day-to-day to-do things. That's what comes in this view. So the way in the in the strategy and what I teach is that priorities, right? So really your ability to get things done every day, it's really three things. And I like to call they're called your big three or your three priorities. And if that's really your big to-do list, if you can get those three things done in the day you're going to feel accomplished because what is it? It's that to-do list. You like to cross things off, right? Feels good. Right. It does. And people need that. But the problem is, is when people go, well, I mean, I need to get this, this whole thing done. And and I can't get that all done in one day. I'm like, "Mm, we're going to break that down more. But I focus on three big things every day. What are the three big things that if I get done, I know I felt accomplished. And then I know that anything else I do that day, it's, 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 it's the frosting on the cupcake, mm-hmm. right? The cupcake are my three things. Anything else is just extra. And that just makes me feel more accomplished, right. right? But I know that I don't have to get 12 things done because I know that these these three things, those are the big ones that have to get done today. And if they don't, then everything else is going to yeah. go to, you know, hell in handbasket. Right. So that's the way I prioritize my day is that these big three things go up here and then they are automatically scheduled to work on them during the day. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Around things that are already there, meetings that exist, um, appointments that I have, calls, those kind of things. And and I think the big thing too is it's not for, I'll go lawyer on you because that's what I am, right? So it's not like- <laughs> You're going there. Right? It's not, I'm going to speak some lawyer speak, people. <laughs> it's not like on my priority, I put, you know- write um, appellate brief. Yes, that has to get done. I have a deadline for that, right? But that's not going to help me because I know I can't do that in one day. So break it down. So for instance, you know, on my um, schedule yesterday, it was, it had the appellate brief and that was what all three things were, but they were three different things about it. So it was finish summary of the argument for appellate brief. You broke it down. Yeah. And then it was so, because those are three things I know I can do in that day. Right. And I can cross them off. And I'm like, yes, I have finished those three things. I have moved the needle along in the bigger project of the appellate brief. Right. 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 And and so when you look at it and that's the way you schedule and prioritize your time, you're going to be more successful. And it's the same it's the same thing when you're, it's like goals. People, you've heard smart goals before where you break them down, but you do that with your tasks too. And it works the same way. Your brain can't think of this today. I need to finish this brief. Well, you know, it's not going to happen. So what are three smaller things you can do? And it works for any project. And a lot of times I'll even pepper in something else. I'll, you know, two of them will relate to maybe a big project that I'm working on. And I always put something else in there that 
because it breaks up my day and it's a little bit different, but then I'm like, Oh, good. Then I'll have to worry about that, you know, next week. Cause I've, I've gotten that small little task that I know won't take me very long mm-hmm. and it takes something else off your plate, gives you a reprieve. So that's the way I work. I have my big, big three, those three priorities of the things that have to get done today. And because there are only three that allows yourself time for, you know, the fire alarms to go off. It's the, you're in your office and somebody walks in and suddenly they're like, oh, I need you to blah, 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 blah. And you're like, but you have to do it because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's your boss or something like that. And you're like, but I'm not going to get, where am I going to do this? Well, because you've left yourself time for things to happen. Right. Because I front load my schedule. The things that are, that have to get done, they always get scheduled at the beginning of my day because what happens is the day goes on, right? You lose time or things happen or, you know, and so if you schedule them for the beginning of the day, you're more likely to get them done before you get inundated by other things. But then you also, I always leave myself at the end of my work from 3 to 5 p.m. I don't have anything scheduled because I know that stuff's going to push down, Mm -hmm. right? Especially if it's stuff that will need to get done before 5, the traditional close of the workday. I never schedule anything in there as for my own tasks. Now people might schedule meetings and stuff for me, but I also try really hard for people not to, because I know that I need to have that extra cushion time for things to get pushed down or for it has taken me a little longer to do something. Um, and it, that allows you some flexibility in your day and in your schedule in case things go awry. Right. Yeah. The other technique that I always tell people, they're like, well, how do you deal with, you know, like tasks that take a lot of time, like email. And I'm like, well, I schedule in myself to respond to email. They're like, you schedule in time to respond to email. I'm like, yeah, that's a time block for me. And I tell people like, I check, um, I check my email, my work email. I check it and respond twice a day, twice, twice a day. That's it. Mm -hmm. Um, I do it once in the morning and I do it once in the afternoon. Now I'll glance at it. Right. Okay. But I don't take the time to sit down and respond to all of those things unless it is an email that I glance and I see, oh, it's from my boss. I need to check it to make sure it's not important. And people are like, but what do you, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I have trained people how to interact with me. Wow. And they're like, but, but don't people, I mean, don't, aren't they expecting you to answer? I said, well, they might be expecting it, but they're only expecting it because you've trained them you that train you are going to respond it. automatically yes. to it. Cause people have started to use email like a phone call and it's, this uh, becomes this back and forth little constant conversation. conversation. Right. Right. So instead, and if you get my work email, a lot of times you'll get an, an internal out of office message. So it's just for the internal network, external net network, you know, people from outside don't get it, but internal, it says, I check my email. I check and respond to emails at blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. If you need assistance between then, please call me. Here's what no happens. one wants to talk on the phone though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. Either they wait and they're okay with it or they pick up the phone. The phone. Right. Old fashioned. And I am able to answer and respond to their question a lot faster than trying to go back and forth from an email. That is, I, I love that because, <laughs> um, you know, that's true. If someone says, call me, Ugh. first right. of all, what did I do? Second of all, oh, why yeah. are you want to talk to me? Right. Isn't that something? Right. I mean, so when you're talking about these things, mm-hmm. what, so I have a client that 
I'm still doing some yeah. recipe development for, and they always that and, and, and this is exactly like what you're saying. This is um this is their way of managing. So they'll say, I need X, Y, and Z recipe, five recipes with these ingredients. Okay. When do you need it done? Mm-hmm. Whenever you can get to it. No. I'm not ever going to freaking get to it because right. it's not a priority to me right. unless you have a unless hard you close date. Right. And I cannot do that. Is that, yeah. that's not real in your world though, right? In your, in your, in attorney, in, oh, no, a it's, lawyer. Yeah, oh yeah, it is. It does? Yes, because what I, people will ask you, can you work, um, is there, can you research this blah, 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 or, you know, a client. So for me, it's internal clients. Um, can you, we need this agreement, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and my first things are, when do you need it by? Yes. And if they say, oh, no, I'm like, no. No. Is this something you need? And you can give them. Is this something that you need by the end of the week? Mm-hmm. Is it in the end of the month? Or yeah. is this something that just needs to be done this quarter? Yes. And then they go, oh. oh right? No, and, tomorrow. Right. And <laughs> and then if they say, oh, this needs to be done tomorrow, and you say, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get to it tomorrow because I have all these other things where people have come to me before. I can have this to you by X date. Wow. And they will either say, okay, or they'll go, well, that won't work for me. I'm just like, well, I'm sorry. Then so-and-so can maybe help you. Um, and and I that's know, maturity too. It is too. Yes. It's, you know, because what I realized, and I did a lot as a young associate, I was like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And my work wasn't good because no. I was rushed and I was hurried and I was stressed. And, and I realized that I was just letting people run all over me. Mm-hmm. But when I had the, you know, I'd say when I had the balls to say, hey, I cannot get this to this today, or you have waited too long. Right. It, it is now a, you know, poor planning on your part. It does not constitute an emergency on mine. It's right. kind of how I look at it. Um, and it and it goes with email. I have trained people that I will respond to you. You know when I'm doing it. If it's really important, pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's not an important enough because they're not going to pick up the phone. Yeah, and that same thing happens. You're like, well, what do you do when people just appear in your office and start asking you questions? I'm like, well, one, thank you, COVID. It's a little bit different now. Yeah, people yeah. just appear. Yes. But what I do, I said, oh, I have a, I have a whole scheme for this too. People walk in my office and look, they, and unless it's like my boss, which if it's, that's yes. a little different. And I look at them and I say, will this take less than five minutes or more? Wow. And people... And people are like, I'm like, no, really, if it will take less than five minutes, I'm happy for you to sit down and we can hash this out. If it is going to take more than that, right, I am available at. Let me check my planner. Right. And I say, yeah, I was like, I and I say, I'm in the middle of something right now. I have time in, you know, at two o'clock or 3.30, you know, mm-hmm. or um, I know that I, I can get this tomorrow if you want to talk about it then. And people either say, okay, and they'll go back and they'll take your whatever time spot or what happens. They walk down the hall to somebody else and get their question answered. Right. It's not, it's not that they need you. You just happen to be there. Right. And And you set boundaries. You do. And you, you, you train people how to interact with you. And you know what? This is when you were talking, I'm going to take you back to the, take us back to the email. I answers texts so quickly, mm-hmm. so quickly. I mean, within seconds. I do too, a lot. <laughs> and I expect people to do the same thing. Oh, okay. Now, there's people that don't live with, like right. you and I, yeah. with their, and I do. And so when my daughter, she'll say, where are you? Like, she'll do all the question marks. And I'm like, 
it's been five minutes. I mean, but they're used to, I have trained people how uh to treat me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, it's it's, instantaneous. And I did it and I do expect it from people. Right. You know, I do expect it from other, Lynn is on it. Like I, I, we are like split (laughs) when we're texting is like, I know, I know. And it's done in five minutes. So yeah, you know what I mean? And it just depends too. Cause like, I understand that not a lot of people work at um, warp speed like I do. And so if people don't respond instantaneously, um, if it's a person that I'm, I know doesn't, I'm fine with it. You're fine with it. I, because I know people don't work the same way. It's only when it's people who work like I do and then they don't, then I'm like, something has happened. Either they've gotten distracted and forgotten, you know, or something is wrong. They're <laughs> dead. So, right, I know. I know. <laughs> Their phone is gone. They are dead. What is wrong? But I, I ha- you have to give, I have to realize that I have to give grace to other people because people don't, one, work the same way I do, right? Not everybody's used to someone not answering emails right. today. But when you explain why, sure. people respect that. Of course they do. So mm-hmm. my friend, oh my gosh, I just got a yes back last night and I swear it was a week and a half ago. Yeah, and you had I to go back question, and look like, at like, what did I even What did I even ask? My husband is that way. Really? So, That's your... <laughs> so here, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday we were, we went to a friend's house last night to celebrate their daughter's birthday since there was no school. And so we did an impromptu six-year-old birthday party with her. So my husband ran into Tom Thumb real quick to grab... <laughs> To grab a couple of things and Evelyn and I are sitting in the car and I'm catching up on, you know, emails and I'm reading different stuff and I look down, I'm like, oh man, it's been like 10 minutes. I'm like, oh man, it's been like 25 minutes. And I see people coming out of the store that went in after him. It's like 30 <laughs> minutes later and I no. text him. Yeah. Text him. I'm like, hey. long lines, question mark. Right. 10 minutes later, no. he comes back out, doesn't respond at all. I get in the car and everything. And I'm like, long lines. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, we get, we get to our friend's house. We'd been there for an hour. My Mm-mm. phone rings and he wrote, yes. yes. <laughs> I was oh, like, no. I'm that's the difference in people, right? Sure. He's like, Oh, um, and I respond. Yes. Yeah. And so you have to give grace. Like yes. you just realize that some people don't, but he also knows that, you know, if it's important, come walk upstairs or call me during exactly. the middle of the day, that kind of stuff too. So you just treat people, um, you train people how to interact with you. And, right. and really what it is, it's, it's telling them what your boundaries are and respecting your own boundaries. So question for you. Yeah. So Lynn, why am I, um, you know, diagnose me, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Why am I this way with my house, my, you know, my life? is, But then I really can't, for example, I can't get my act together to get, and I have a pretty planner, but in mm-hmm. my handwriting is impeccable. But when I have this written, everything written down, why wouldn't my brain think, oh, you have to have the plant, it's out of the out of pocket or the, the, the wrapping paper is out of place or something. Why? What is that? What is that? Well, that's the OCD. You're going right. Great. But you know what I mean? Like, but what, but why is it that I can't, I haven't found my, I haven't found it for my planning day organized, or am I in a new career and I don't know what the hell I'm doing? That might be it too. That could be it. It's Mm -hmm. where it's not the same. You haven't developed it into a habit, right? Cause you know, oh. it, it takes, it's that whole, it takes, you know, at least 21 days to develop a new habit. It's being consistent with it. It's like yes. when people are like, oh, I can't get up and work out at 5am. I'm like, well, Shut you just up. have to yeah. keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Anything, they don't want to. Right. Yeah. But anything you do that's, that's worth doing, that's important to you. If you keep doing it, it becomes a habit. And then it's, it's like second nature for you. So your OCD is just second nature. Yes. Right. Because it, 56, 
six years of that. Right. Versus trying to come up with a new plan or look at a new way or plans in a way that you haven't before. It it takes work too. And that's, I think it's part of it. It's just like meal planning. I can't meal plan because I can't can't sit down and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "Mm, it's not that you can't. (laughs) You've just told yourself it's not important. And it's just getting into and developing this routine of, okay, every Sunday I sit down and I go through this. And why do I do it? Because it's going to make the rest of my week a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit more seamless. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not, I don't feel so stressed out and anxious all the time that I, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm running here and I'm running there. But also what it does is it allows me to have control over things, but it allows me to do all these things that I'm passionate about that I love. Cause that's what people are like, well, Lynn, how do you do it all? Um, cause I, I do, I do, you know, I teach bar and I teach cycle and dance and twirling and all this stuff. And I said, because those things for me, my, my passion projects there, they become non-negotiables cause that's how I fill my cup. They're my cup fillers. Um, and everybody needs those. And so it's not, it's not one of those things that I'm like, oh, if I have time, I'll do this. I'm like, no, I make time for it because it's how I recharge to be able to do the nine to five right. and all the mom things and the wife things is by having all these other side things that are important to me. And also because I've said no to things that aren't. Right. Um, it's just a way of living in a, main, a mentality and a mind shift. I think that for a lot of people, it's easier to make excuses or to use the, well, I don't have enough time. And I always tell them to people who say that, I'm like, well, this week, what I want you to do is I want you to record how long you spend scrolling on your phone or Mm -hmm. watching Netflix. Mm -hmm. And people go, Mm -hmm. what? I was like, yeah, just do it. Wow. Right. And, and I'm like, okay, well, if whatever it is you want to do is that important to you, then you just spent five hours in a week binging on Netflix. What's really, what's more important to you? Is it that, that you really actually need the downtime of the mindless TV or is it that you're making an excuse because that's easier? And for some people, it's very eye opening. They're like, Oh, you know what it is. I work a really stressful job. And for me, that Mm -hmm. Netflix binge is really what I need to relax and, and, downtime. So own it. Right. So, but own it. Don't say, well, I don't have enough time. Just own it. Sure. And for some people are like, Oh, I never even realized I spent that much time doing it. And so it's a reality check for them. And so then they schedule in, I will, you know, my shows that I watch, I'm going to leave this time to do it, but I'm going to schedule whatever it is, my workout, my, whatever goal it is that you're doing before that. And you use the mindless scrolling or the Netflix as like the reward for that. It's like, I'm going to do my workout because that's important. And then I can sit and watch, you know, whatever ridiculous show that I love. Right. Because it's, it's, it's twofold. It either shows you what really is a priority to you or it's a reality check. Because I always tell people, you tell me how you spend your time. I can tell you your priorities are real quick. Right. You know, um, people ask me all the time or they make a statement. I don't have time to work out. I work out at five or six, rarely at six, because my brain is working. Mm-hmm. Like I work peak I am peak tippy mm-hmm. at f- four is, I mean, that's crazy, but, but it, sometimes I can't sleep. So go yeah. ahead and get up. But let me tell you, back in the day when I was teaching um, aerobic classes yeah. in college, I remember teaching, I had to take a 9 p.m. class. Are you kidding? I oh, couldn't do that no. today. Couldn't do it. Mm. I could, my brain shuts down about four. I mean, like it's winding yeah. down. Like I'm not going to write a blog post at four. No, it's no. not going to be. No. Is that, is that you or is that just people in no, general? That's, that's, that's me. So, and that's one of the things I love talking to people about is finding your peak performance time, right? When people talk about, well, oh, I'm a, I'm not a morning person. Okay. Well, are you not a 
morning person because of you, or is it that you really aren't that your peak performance, you are a better worker at, you know, three or 4 PM, because I know for me at three or 4 PM, I'm uh-uh. not, uh-uh. I mean, I can do it, but yeah, because I, I know that I do my best work between the hours of 6 AM and 10 AM. Yes. And I, I just am, I can just zoom through stuff. Mm-hmm. My brain is alert. And I think it's because I've gotten up, I've fed my endorphins with working out and I'm just, I'm set. Um, and I don't usually have a lot of interruptions from other things. Cause most people don't start their day <laughs> until yeah. after I'm pretty much exactly. done. done. Right. And, th- but there really truly are those people that are night owls. My husband, he does his best work late in the evening. Does he, really? he just, he can, and it's because he can zone in. And I think it's for him. It, that's just when he, but he knows that. Um, and, and you know that, and I know that too. So, I mean, sometimes I get frustrated because then he, you know, can't get up in the morning, but, um, but I'm like, well, that's the difference between right. the two of us, but you do knowing your peak performance time is crucial because that's when you know to schedule the most important things. Like I would never on my own want to schedule a really important hearing where I need to be on top of it at three 30 because Mm-mm. I'm going to be drained by that point. And my, I'm just not going to work really well. So for me, I'm like, you have an 8am hearing time. I am on it. I'll, you know, give me that time. Um, and, but knowing that is so important and it ebbs and flows for people, mm-hmm. but also a lot of times people, um, it is, after lunch, that's also, you know, your metabolism and your blood sugar yeah, kind of drops, drops and that kind of thing mm-hmm. too. Um, and so, but that has to do a lot with what time you get up and all that kind of well, stuff sure. too. But finding that peak performance time is really, really important. And there's lots of tests that you can do out there that kind of figure it out. But I think for the most part, people kind of know what it is. Mm-hmm. You kind of know what oh, yours, know. you know, most mine is. Um, and that's, that helps you when you're planning out your day too. Because if you are not a morning person, then let's not go schedule, you know, that really important presentation for, you know, this pitch that you're doing at 8 a.m. Because that's just not, you're going to be rushed and you're going to feel, um, when you know that it'd be better for you if you could schedule it at 1.30 p.m. I wrote a blog post or a recipe uh, earlier this week at what? four in the, I mean, I was just you're like, telling was, me don't go make this recipe. Is what well, you're telling yeah, me. Right. <laughs> so I wrote it and I woke up the next morning, worked out first, got back to the computer, started looking and was like, what? Look mm-hmm. at these mistakes in the editing and the yeah. wait, you missed an ingredient. Is that just, it was just, I was yeah. so shocked. I was just like, this is a yeah. validation. And I know this, but, right. but I was trying to get it done. But some people don't, right? Some people don't, they just think, oh, I'm not, or mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, and it, it's, it, you're just it's not. So that's for me. Like I know even in college, um, I never pulled an all nighter because my brain stopped working at midnight. I knew if I tried to do this crazy all nighter thing, it wasn't going to be productive. No. There was, n- I was not going to retain any of that information, all I was going to do is get frustrated and be really, really tired the next day. Right. And so for me, I stopped, stopped studying, even was in the height of finals, even when I was in law school and all that stuff at 9 PM. Yeah. And I allowed myself to relax and to do things that took my mind off of things. And then I would get back up at five o'clock in the morning and start again. Right. Because I knew I was going to be fresh and I was going to approach things with an open mind and I was rested. Right. Um, this whole, all I boggled my mind how people would do these all nighters and not sleep and then go take an exam. I'm like, how? What? You gotta it. be exhausted. And it's I because know. they're cramming stuff. I'm like, you're never going to retain no. that information. So, I mean, knowing those things about yourself and your personality helps you schedule your time 
to where you're putting the most important things when you are the most productive and you're going to be distracted the least amount too. I am going to ask Paul, our, my producer, to, to 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 weigh in on this because I know how Greg is and, and Paul, you know Greg. Greg Men. is very regimented, very, 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 like he has, I mean, he is looking at his clock going, okay, I need to leave to go do whatever. So very, very much. But if he writes something down, now he'll put a sticky note on my calendar. Now, how is, that's a joke for me to add <laughs> to his, me, his, no. So, but that he's had assistance, you know, like he's had people yes. his entire career. His life for him. <laughs> that I'm, I'm very, yeah. very well. And yeah. that and me. Yeah. So, um, Paul, are you organized? No. Thank you. Really? <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, I'm organized from, for me. So, Paul's uh, like, I showed up on time today, yeah, and so I have I on pants. I, I do have on pants. I do have on pants. I mean, I'm organized for the most part. I mean, there are some things that I wish I could organize a bit better, but I've kind of got this whole, you know, comfortable d disaster around me. But Organi I know where I'm going. Organized chaos. There you go. Do you have a planner? I don't want well, in my in my phone. In my phone, so I you, have so to do lists and I have all that kind of stuff. So you're a digital. You're more on the digital planner side. Only reason is because that's always with me. Yeah. And I don't want to have to. I, it's hard enough for for me to remember my pants. So <laughs> let I alone to, a planner. You know, I'm I get always going to have my phone. So I have lists of what to do. So when it comes down to working and things like that, I do have a full list of what I need to do. So I mean, I I'm decently organized. I'm also a procrastinator on some things. Um. You know, don't you? Mm. <laughs> Hashtag judgers. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You just got the mom. Mm. But that's on some things like priority, like work and things like that. Those, yeah. I, I want to make sure that those are done right and those are done first. He, he, you and don't. Things like that. He never. And I'm, do I, I do, I, I pull a mom with him a lot and I'm like, Hey, see you in an hour just to make sure he never forgets. He never. And I, and I, it's the, the, because I don't see you, but I know you're on your phone and he does that. And yeah. that's not me. And it's just, I, I love writing things down. Like whenever I'm writing things creatively, I have to write them down physically. Otherwise it, I won't retain it. Mm, it's it's the brain to no, it yeah. And honestly, whenever I used to, um, back in college and school and stuff, whenever I would read books for school and for research papers, after each chapter, I'd summarize it yep. in, in a written, just a paragraph. Right. Because if I didn't... You weren't going to remember then it. Then cognitively, mm -hmm. it would just go... Yep. Be, be gone. Yeah. Because I can read a whole paragraph or a whole chapter and be thinking about something completely, completely different. different. Oh gosh, you just I have to take responsibility <laughs> yeah. for it. Then I'm just like, oh, did yeah. I really read that? Did anything really happen yeah. in that? Should but if I you force yourself moving? to go back and. Mm -hmm. But also another thing that I've done, like with music, is I have to memorize hundreds of songs and, you know, things like that. So what I do is our, once I read the lyrics a couple of times, I force my brain to memorize. Yep. So. I think people jump to the crutch too quickly, but I force my brain to do that. Even like when I'm driving without using GPS, I'll force my brain because I know how to get there because our brains are way better oh, than what, what, he what we he thinks he knows how to get there. Well, see, what happens is like, I've gotten there Oh, there, there it before. is. What happened was. No, 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 I've gotten there before, even a couple of times, yeah. you know, but the second and third time I try to force my brain yeah. 
mm-hmm. to get there by memory. Yeah, versus because the crutch of looking it up. Or, exactly. Yeah. And that my fiance and I fight all the time about that. I'm like, why you, you've been driving to the same place for 10 years and you still use your GPS. Yeah. It's like that, that, that annoys me. Wow. So, so things that like should that. be like muscle memory. I feel yeah, like. Right. So that that's, is. so like whenever, whenever I'm memorizing a song, I'm very last minute with that. Otherwise I won't retain it, yeah. which is that odd. Makes sense. No, but so makes I, sense. I sit there and I'll read the first verse. I'll put on an instrumental. And then I'll try to go through the first verse. And if I can't get a word, I will sit there for 30 minutes until I remember that word. But I promise you, I'll never forget that word ever yeah. again. Wow. You, yeah, you've made because yourself. Because my brain knows it. Mm-hmm. But it's back there somewhere. It is back there. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, because I've read it over and over yeah. again. And I've heard it over and over again. You have to again. pull it out of the long-term memory. Uh, you've exactly. seen Inside Out, the movie. We love this. Yes. So I'm like, you have to go down and get it out of long-term memory. But too many memory. people will just give up yes. without allowing their brain to Time work to at think. a fuller capacity. Mm-hmm. Because our brains are so great. Crazy. Fascinating. If we allow it yeah. to work. Right. But we don't allow it to work. Phones and things like that. But so with a planner, I love writing things down. I just don't know if I can keep it on me that all the time. Sense. And I will say for people, I, I'm a twofold. I have a physical paper planner, but I also have it in in my phone too. So for See, that's really cool. For, I could do that. Right. So for work, um, I have to have we work on Outlook and everyone has to have access to it. So they have to be able to see it. So I have my Outlook calendar on here. I also have Google Calendar. And the reason I like Google Calendar is because you can share calendars. So my husband has his. I have mine. Um, I have ones for other things like the bar studio. They're all intertwined. So I can pull up. I do. I pull this up sometimes and show people my Google Calendar. And they're like, ah, because they look at it and it, it overwhelms them um, because you see all these colors. All those here. colors. But I know what every single color means. And when I plan, these colors are the same ones in your planner. In my planner. Well, you I'm know, looking I don't think through I was this giving now. myself enough credit, honestly, because I had a big whiteboard at my old. <gasps> there you go. I have a whiteboard. The love whiteboards. I have a big whiteboard. Yes. And then for every day of the week, mm-hmm. I would like for, for podcasts. Yeah, you know. I what? would say, you know, Tiffany's comes out on Tuesday. Right. And then I would say all the teasers need to be in by this day and all this needs to be edited by this day and uploaded by this time. You're so, a planner. You're a planner. You. I just, I am a planner. You do. You just have a different system. I do have a very different system. Right. No, whiteboard's and also amazing. also force my brain to, yeah. to do more mm-hmm. because if I don't, then it is a crutch. Right. Yeah. And then I'll start looking and then it's like cruise control and then I won't, then it, I start making mistakes. Because people are lazy and it's they have true. developed, they've forgotten how to do stuff on their own like oh well somebody that's other thing too they're like well i don't need to write it down because like for students and stuff like my mom will remind me i'm like you're a 20 year old student and your mom's gonna remind you when you have a test like that always gets oh dear me. i'm like my mom had no idea when i had anything going on no. like but um no. but yeah you they get used to these little these crutches it's just like me i used to from to remind my husband to do stuff i would put a post-it note on the door when he walked out to remind him um say something but now i don't I'm like you have your google calendar and it's in there and if you forget it that's on you sir that's you, yeah <laughs> not on me because we have a system in place and i'm not going to post it note you so it's kind of like well, spell check though like i used to be an incredible speller but oh. now because of our phone yes it starts correcting things now i start second guessing myself on everything i spell well no i've just i've just trained mine to incorrectly spell everything that i incorrectly spell <laughs> There we go. Because, like, I'll, I, you know, I mess up. And now, no matter if I try to type the word and, it's always going to come out S-N-D because it, it just does. Mine's A-B-S. Yeah, because my, my phone just, yeah. 
They yep. just figured out how abs. stupid and I dumb I am. All the time. I just <laughs> had an aha moment because now I'm, I'm I, I do have this, but I am not. I was a spelling bee champion. You know what I mean? I think we yeah. might have, but. I can't sm- spell anymore, yeah. and and um, I was like, okay, menopause has got my spelling done no, too. It's, it's it's technology. Oh dear, technology is forced. I feel not better to about myself though. I know. Okay, so. Lynn, I love this planner, and it you know I designed mine online. Mm-hmm. It's so flipping heavy because yeah. I added ten pages to each month yeah. of notes, right? So I can write down. <laughs> so so I'm in. So how can we get your life in motion planner? Yeah. So um, they're available um on my website. Um, you can go to bestlifeinmotion.com. Bestlifeinmotion.com, everyone. Or lynnmwinter.com. It will take you to the same place. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Right, just in case. Um, and the link's in my bio and my Instagram. You can go, you can buy the planner. There are different, um, since this is, you can't see, it's an, actually, it's a three ring binder, a six ring binder planner. Oh. Um, the way I look, um, I love it. There's different, um, binder covers. Um, so Tiffany is holding this gray one. There's gray. also a pretty champagne. There is, I still, and I still have like a gold one, Navy and black. Um, all out of the pink blush. That was like the one everyone loved the most was the pink blush one. Um, and it is, it's a nice like leatherette, um, opens and closes. And the thing, and the reason I developed it this way is because for me as a professional working woman, I feel a lot better about walking in with some Something that looks like a nice, pretty portfolio mm-hmm. versus like, you know, my all heart covered planner, mm-hmm. those kind of things. So it, it is, and you can add and subtract stuff to it because it's a binder. Um, and then, you know, next year you can just buy inserts for it, or you can add and subtract stuff that you want. But for me, simplicity is the key. So it really only has the things that you need and none of the fluffy stuff that we always think we right. need and then we never use. And then you end up with a 27 pound planner. Exactly. That was right. not what I wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not what I wanted. So that's what I love about it. Um, also, if you go to the website, I also have a couple other things that I've developed in sell. Um, a big thing that people always talk to me about is like grocery list. Um, and so I have a grocery, I've made my own groceries one time and I posted and someone's like, can I buy that? And I was like, sure. So, um, it's a grocery list notepad that divides out things the way that we really actually shop like breakfast food, snacks, meat, deli, and not just that. So those are available on there. And then this is a daily, I, so have, cute. I know I have a daily, um, today's plan notepad, which lays out your schedule. If you're more of you're not a big planner person, but you're a to-do list person. This works for people because it has your big three on it. It has what your events are for the day, um, reminders and notes. And then I'm a big fan of gratitude, which you'll see in both of the planners. I really think that if you can find, um, something to be grateful for each and every day, um, it's so important to your mindset. So that's on there as well. And you can find those, um, available as well. So great. Yeah. I cannot believe it's, it's been over an hour and I have like 20 questions left. So you have to come back. Oh yeah, my gosh. No, it's, yeah. Okay. So again, your, um, Instagram yes, or, or you Facebook. Can find me on Instagram at Lynn M winter. Um, and on, um, Facebook, it's at best life with Lynn. And then my website is, um, yeah, bestlifeinmotion.com and you can find everything, find me. Um, and then you can also find, um, when I've got trainings, um, coming, those are hopefully coming back to, um, there'll be virtually now, not in person, but those will start ramping back up. That's so great. Yeah. And you have a podcast life in motion. I do. I have mm-hmm. a podcast and um, the life in motion podcast. It comes out new episodes every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Um, yeah. 
So. Okay, great. Well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you I adding. I mean, I'm just, I'm so happy that you made time for me yeah. and I know you're busy. I know, I know. <laughs> Having a young one and I wife know. and But attorney. this is, yeah, this is um, your part of my priorities and well, our friendship um, has really, it's been great and I love it and I can't wait to continue to see where it goes absolutely. and grows. So. Absolutely. That's yeah. what it is. And, we, and, and it's so good to see you again. Yes. Glad everyone's safe and healthy. And hey, everyone go and rate and review this podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple, and we're trying to get up in that podcast world, of course. And let us know what you want to hear. And everyone, get organized. Get your priorities <laughs> straight. There you go. Get yourself a planner. Go get one from Lynn and she will help you. She'll coach you through it. And everyone, thank you so much. Follow me at Tiffany C. Blackman and keep being fabulous. 